This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 36. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I am joined by my co-host Lisa Clow of La Cree Fine Art. How are you today, Lisa? I'm really excited about today's interview, so I'm good. Awesome. Well, I am doing never better. Thanks for asking. <laughs> See, I'm trying not to ask so you don't get a chance to say it. This is you a really show. Like you're influencing other people and other people are starting to see that? Yeah, that I, I saw that. Somebody uh, told me that uh, on Facebook there that in the Color Pencil Podcast group that she was going to give that as an answer to everyone at work, no matter what their question was. I love that. <laughs> Keep doing that. That's That's so cool. <laughs> All right, this is a show about the art of colored pencil where we discuss tips, techniques, shortcuts, and all the nitty-gritty of this medium that we love so much. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today? We are talking about my co-host for the Colored Pencil Podcast. Yeah, I am so nervous. (laughs) So, (laughs) we are actually interviewing you today, which I'm excited about because I'm not... I'm not in this seat very often. I'm a little I know. Nervous. This is Be fun. gentle. Okay, John. Now, I know you do IT for a living. You start, you've mentioned that before. How long have you been doing that? And what made you decide well, to go into IT? Okay. The, it, it's really I'm, – I'm really a very unlikely person to be doing IT. Um, my degree is in psychology. and What? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. So I don't really have any IT uh, training. Yeah, it's more on the job, uh, school of hard knocks kind of thing, and experience. And and it, it I, t- I tell you, I, I've worked with engineers. I've worked with people who have uh, you know a, a lot of credentialing um, related to IT. And you know that doesn't make them good at IT. What makes somebody good at it is problem solving and reasoning and (laughs) psychology yeah and and just you know being able to troubleshoot and and figure something out anyway so i will answer your question about 18 years is how long i want to go back then further psychology how did you get into that and why didn't you go further with that one uh that's yeah it's an interesting thing i you know, I, I got a little tired of the psychobabble as I was going to school, and I just uh, disillusioned with it. And I, I started looking around, and like, it's just not something I was into. You, you're young, you're dumb, you think, oh, I like this, until you go to college and you start studying it, and you're like, this, I just don't like this. I mean, you know, as a as a, a field of study, you know, it was interesting, and I, I like it for that piece of it. it. It's probably for some people, but I mean, I, for me, it just... You know, I, I just I couldn't see a, a good direct uh, career path either. And I did work in some jobs that were related to that. I mean, I was a, a youth care worker at a juvenile detention center, a lockdown facility. Let's see, things like that. I, did I did the stress some... of that is that how you lost your hair? <laughs> no, 
let's see. I think the loss of the hair correlated with uh, marriage. Uh, no, I'm kidding. When did I have my children? I'm trying to think of the age. Right now. No, you know what? My dad was bald very early on. His wedding pictures, you know, he got married when he's like 22 or something. He was bald. So um, come from a long line of baldies. Well, you're lucky because the bald hairstyle is pretty in right now, so <laughs> yeah, it works out well I, for you. I know. Well, somebody asked me not too long ago. They said, um, "Why don't you grow your hair?" Like it is not a choice. You know, <laughs> this, is, this is not a hairstyle. I mean, if you have hair, wear hair. You know, I'm not going to because I don't have that option. But it doesn't bother me. I love it. That was the that was the greatest thing. Not having to uh, get haircuts anymore. I saved yeah, a ton I'm of money. Not lie, I'm jealous a lot. But, well, like, and I started definitely. going to the barber, and they're charging me a finder's fee. I I just quit going. You know, <laughs> so. Now, were you an artist at the time? Were you interested in art back then? Uh, back. In college, you mean, or when your hair fell yeah. out? Oh, no, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> Back in college, <laughs> no. You know what? Okay, so in college, um, no, I didn't do anything art related. I, I did some music. Uh, you know, I took some music stuff, and uh, I've always uh, been into singing. And I was in a, a very small select um, choir group back in college. But no, I I didn't even. Here's the thing. I, I grew up drawing a lot, and my grandmother told me I was a great artist. You're a, such a great artist. And I was dumb enough to believe her, and I thought, wow, I'm an artist. And so when we uh, moved, when I was in third grade, um, I went to a very, very small um, grammar school, uh, elementary school. And all through school and high school, I never had art. Well, they didn't offer it. I did draw. I drew all the time and uh, drew sometimes when I should have been paying attention in class at times. Um, I was always, you know, into art, but I, d I just didn't have that opportunity. And I, I and so I didn't even think about art. And, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't some great artist. You know, I believed my grandmother's lies about me that I, <laughs> I was a great artist. And and I, so in my mind, I thought I was until, you know, I looked at other people's work later on. But I, I, I just remember... There were little things that would come by. They have flyer, you know, and they'd say, "Oh, there's an art show going on at a school, you know, two two or three schools towns over, rather." And you know, you guys can enter this art show, and I would enter those, and a lot of times I won. Um, and so I loved, and I would get accused of, you know, having my brother or sister help me with my <laughs> artwork and things like that. And so I thought, okay, yeah, I, I guess I do kind of like this, but you know, just it just wasn't an outlet for me as far as like a career path or anything like that. And so I, I just forgot about art uh, in general for about twenty twenty five years. Um, did did a little bit of oil painting like uh, when I was an older teenager, maybe young twenties, but other than that, no, didn't really do much with art. So what made you decide then? You're in IT now. You're very successful with it. What made you decide? You know what? I think it's time for art. It's a good question. Um, I don't know. You know, I started looking around online. I started seeing some artwork and I thought, I remember doing that once upon a time. Maybe I'll uh, get some pencils and, and try drawing uh, again. I used to draw back when I was a kid. I, I was too scared to try any uh, painting or anything. So I, I didn't even know, you know, what kind of pencil I need. I, I, I grew up very, very poor. And so I, I, I used copy paper when I could find it. But most of the time it was just you know, ruled paper, uh, notebook paper, you know, just a, a number two pencil from school, you know, that kind of thing. And so I didn't really even know what kind of, you know, where to get art supplies. I didn't know what kind of art uh, store to go to or anything like that. And I kind of fumbled my way around. And, you know, that was only a few years ago, to be honest about it. And once I started drawing again, I could not believe 
how taken and how smitten I was. I, I just, I couldn't stop and I haven't stopped and I, I love it. There's just nothing that excites my passion as much as, as drawing. And I, I couldn't believe how I had let this go and not embraced this part of me for close to 25 years. I, I, that, that was just a shame when I look back and like all that wasted time. But yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know really what got me into it again. I just, just decided one day, you know, uh, to try it again. So you started drawing and then you decided, you know what, I want to do this for a living. What made you decide that this is like, I would really like to start pushing more towards this and eventually away from the IT. Um, I mean, I ask because it's just so different because IT is, you know, you're, you've got a more stable job. So a lot of people get scared like, Oh, art. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, that's a good question. And, uh, there's not a whole lot of creativity in, uh, you know, I say that, but there, there is in, in IT and what I do with, uh, uh, data development, but at the same time, there are, there are opportunities to be creative, but it's, it's not the same. And so this, this type of work, you know, doing art is, um, uh, something that involves all of my senses and it kind of just, yeah, I don't want it to sound cliche-ish or anything like that, but I mean, it It really just, it, there's this intersection of things that I'm skilled at, things that I enjoy and I love, and bringing that online and trying to help other artists. I think there's this confluence of of skills and abilities where I think I can contribute and offer something, and that is so satisfying to me uh, to be able to do that and to be able to, to uh, create art and then also to be able to teach that and to relate some of the things that that I've recently learned you know I, I I'm trying to think how to answer that Lisa but I'm you know there there's this thing called the curse of knowledge I don't know if you're familiar with it but I mean it, what it, it's talking about a cognitive bias okay so when you know something for a long time you have a greater cognitive bias and so that's referred to as curse of knowledge and so what 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 that is is that if you know something, then it's hard for you not to know that something. And it's hard for you to remember what it was like not to know something. My dad always said, I know what I know. And that always irritated me. But, you know, I, I, I kind of know what he, what, is, what he was talking about now. He, he's just saying, you know, I, I've seen something. Once I've seen it, I can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. And so you forget things once you know something. I've been doing IT for a long time. But you know what? Um... It's not as exciting as it was the first year I was doing IT, right? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? So a lot of the things that, you know, I am still trying to figure out, um, you know, I don't have it all together. I'm, I, I don't want to come across like that. Uh, clearly, I don't um, have it all together because I'm a, I'm a learner. I'm a struggler in art. I'm learning these things. And so I think there's a, a benefit to the community that we're all learning, you know, and I think the artist that stops learning is going backwards. And so absolutely the Sharpened Artist brand and that that's that's the, the website that that uh, that I run. That's all about we as artists, we're learning and we're growing together. And so I, John Middick, I'm not the sharpened artist. You know, I am just another learner. I'm the the person behind this brand. I'm a struggler. I'm a tester. I'm somebody who's uh, sharing and trying to figure this out. And so, uh, you know, we've all had bad math teachers. 
I've had some bad ones. And, and especially in college, you know, if you ask them a question, hey, can you break that down further or whatever? A lot of times a bad math teacher, they might be brilliant, but they can't teach. And they're like, oh, <laughs> in their mind, they're like, you ask me to break that down further. I'm going to just go show you another example. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to show you again what I know how to do. I can't teach mm-hmm. it, but I, I'm going to show you this. They've been doing math a long time. Um, I haven't been doing art for a long time. And so I think that I can offer something just because I remember what it's like not knowing. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's great. So you've decided, okay, I want to do more with art. I want to get the website going. And then you decided, I want to spend all my days editing. What made you decide to get into (laughs) podcasts? Oh, I've been listening to podcasts since since they began, I guess. I mean, so long ago, early, um, what mid, I guess mid 2000s, um, when there's only a few of them out there. And I love to learn and I love to listen to things. I love to listen to audiobooks. I love to listen. I, I love documentaries. I love history. I, I love to learn things. And I'm more of an audible learner than anything else. But, I mean, it's eclectic. I like to take in information in all um, ways. But I just saw this void. I mean, there's so many – there's podcasts about painting. There's podcasts about uh, art in general. There's there's podcasts dedicated to uh, drawing in general and and uh, different types of, of uh, camera ty- – you know, photography, different types of camera type um, uh, discussions and things like that. There was no podcast – out there on specifically for colored pencil and colored pencil is a new and upcoming medium especially now with the adult coloring books there's a lot of adults who are interested in colored pencil they want to uh, learn how to master colored pencil and there's a, a community of, of colored pencil artists uh, throughout north america especially and nobody was delivering information through an audio format i mean there's there's magazines there's books there's tons of books you know, well, quite a few books. And I've consumed all those things. And I, I, I love all that. But I wanted something where, you know, we, we could talk and we could um, hear a voice and, and we could have featured artists on here and listen to what they thought and how they, how they uh, spoke about their medium and what they, what got them excited and that kind of thing. And just listening to their voice. And there's something moving and motivating and personal about hearing, um, hearing the voice. You know, and I don't know. I hope I answered that question. Then you thought podcast editing sounds fun. Let's do that myself. That never sounded fun, Lisa. <laughs> I, I, you know, when you contacted me, I told you I wouldn't edit. You're, oh no, no problem. I'm going to do it all. So you must have thought it sounded fun at some point. Uh, you know, I, I thought about doing this podcast for probably three years before I ever did it, and I'm the kind of person I I study and study and study something to death, and it's rare I do the thing that I'm, you know, it's rare that I actually execute um, <laughs> or I will execute, but it'll take me a long time. But I, I studied this for a long time and I studied what editing would be like and things like that. But, you know, as everyone knows, um, you can read until about something, <laughs> but until yeah. you do it, it's a different experience. Well, so, I am very grateful that you're doing that. So I don't have to. So. Well, I'm just, I'm just grateful that, that you're a part of this and, and that, that, that was exciting to me. I mean, you, you're you and I together made this happen, and that I'm just very grateful for. I mean, and and it wouldn't have happened without you. I mean, that that's that's the bottom line. 
too much question for me. Moving on. I needed a co-host. I, I had <laughs> to have a co-host. No one was going to listen to me drone on and on and be boring. Um, I needed somebody with some fire and someone who could talk fast. I mean, I got slow talk down. You know, I got that down. <laughs> so I needed something. I needed a, a, an opposite, basically. So. Yeah, this has been fun. I'm so, so yeah. glad you had contacted me about it. Cool. Now, what are your goals? I guess uh, this question is going to be two parts. What okay. are your goals for your own artwork in the next, you know, 5, 10, 20 years? And what are your goals for the podcast in that time? Okay. Yeah, sure. My own art. Um, you know, I here, here's one thing about it. I... I'm raising a family. I I don't have a whole lot of time, and I I know most people listening. I know you don't as as well. You don't have a whole lot of time, and so I I sort of started taking a different approach to time management. And you know there is no such thing as time management. There's only self management. So I started thinking about that, and I thought I've got to do something different than what I'm doing right now. Or else, as we all know, I'm going to get the same results that I've gotten for the past five years or 18 or whatever. And so I wanted to evolve and change and grow this online presence or the Sharpened Artist brand. The audio format seemed to me like a a pretty logical place to to start. And that's what I've done. I've started in that that arena. Um, I've got a lot of exciting plans, as you know, Lisa, um, as we're, you know, we're approaching the new year and as we grow beyond, you know, we, we want to, uh, we want to bring more and more interviews to the podcast. We want to, uh, dive really deep into some of these other things that the community has been reaching out and, and talking to us about, uh, such as, uh, reference shots, composition, uh, getting your first commissions and, uh, pricing your work, uh, entering shows, uh, some of the things we've covered in the past, doing some reviews of products and things like that. I mean, there, there's a, there's so much that, uh, we're still going to, to do and we're going to, uh, I, I don't know, just just make it better. Just get more information from the community, see what they want and uh, pivot and change if we need to and and try to uh, grow the uh, the list of topics. OK, so my own artwork, you know, that that is something in the new year. You know, we're, we're in January here uh, of uh, 2016. And I, you know, th- that is something that I need to t- I decided I'm, I'm going to take a, a concerted approach to a better approach at, at being more disciplined in creating more art and being on a schedule for, for doing that. Otherwise, it, it won't get done. I do have a series that I'm I'm starting to work on. It's in concert with what I'm doing with the Colored Pencil School. And I, I know you didn't really ask that question per se, but there's some things that I learned and that I, I'd like to share. And I want to be able to bring that to other learners right now, people that are beginning and starting out in Colored Pencil, or they may be uh, someone who um, has been working in Colored Pencil for a little while. And, you know, there there's just some techniques and there's there's things that I've picked up through experimenting myself a lot and I think that a good format for that would be combine all these things together have ebooks available have video available have uh, audio um, uh, available and all of these things packaged in a module that's that's going to be a colored pencil school and I already have that uh, I've been building that out with a small team 
and we're we're trying to to make that ready now it is um, available on my site uh, you can go there you can sign up um, I already do have some members in there but there are not any classes uh, released yet I want to make that one of the best experiences that I can make uh, before I release it yeah with my own artwork to get get back to your question um, I, you know, I've, I've got this series that I'm working on that I want to, I've been collecting, I've been taking pictures and this is, this is kind of weird. It embarrasses my family a little bit, but when we go out to events and uh, maybe school shows, basketball events, or we're going and listening to a uh, band play or whatever, most people are taking pictures of the event. I'm not, I'm taking pictures of people taking pictures. I'm going to draw all of these references that I've been taking. I, I like taking pictures of people fiddling around and playing with technology or getting confused by it or holding up an iPad in front of their face and two or three people in a row and you know no one can see because they got their iPad sticking up in their face and it's blocking the view <laughs> of of the event, you know, things like that. I, I like that intersection of technology and people. And I want to start capturing some of that. So in now, my your artwork. work, you're really focused more on people. Do you do animals or landscapes or anything like that? Or are you really I've, set? You really I've are done, more interested in people. I've done um, some commissions, some animals, and I do like landscapes uh, a lot. I've not really done any of that in colored pencil, though. I, I painted, did some oil painting in some landscapes um, uh, way back when. But yeah, I, portraits are my thing. I just, I just love. Um, uh, portraits. I, I just love that. I, I don't know that that is just something that I, I'm just trying to to perfect and trying to get down, um, trying to learn that quite a bit is portraiture. And, you know, I could probably spend 20, 50 years right on doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so and back to my point again about uh, teaching the, these kind of things, you know, I, I just, you know, I thought about it before and I thought maybe I need to slow down. Maybe I need to wait. 10 years or 30 years before I start teaching these things till I have it down. I thought, you know, by then I, I may have forgotten the things that I struggled with and the things that I just overcame and learned. So I think the time to teach that kind of stuff is right now. And I want to encourage anybody else out there that if you just started now, I want to encourage you now, if you think this is something you want to do, start blogging about it, start writing about it, write about your experiences with it, uh, get your YouTube channel started, start start getting that out there because you're going to help people by doing that. And I wanted to kind of give back myself because I've been helped by so many artists, especially when I was starting out right at the very beginning. I asked some of the dumbest questions in my mind. You know, I What thought do you think were, was one of the dumbest questions? What do you consider a I, dumb question? I didn't even know. Lisa, I did not even know where to go to get paper or pencils or anything like that. I didn't know what the pencils were made of. I, I had no You're idea an about IT any guy. of that do stuff. Do you not know what Google is? Yeah, but I, I didn't even know what to Google. I didn't really <laughs> know what what I was doing. I, I just, I felt like a little kid. I didn't That's know awesome what I was doing. That's awesome that there are artists out there who are willing to answer these questions and to help you out or help other artists yeah, out there. It's, I was helped it a lot. A and it, it was just embarrassing, probably some of the, some of the things I said, but, and ask about, but you know, I ask it anyway. And I, I, good for you, know, you though. You should it. ask. <laughs> no one should be afraid to ask a question right. if they like, 
if they need the answer, they need the answer. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I and I just I started thinking about that. I was like, this is something I can do. I can give back. I can help. I can help other artists who are in that position that I was was once in not all that long ago. And I remember how that even felt to try to ask those kinds of questions. And speaking of that, Lisa, I wanted to throw this out there that um, you know we're in January here and. I have a resource that I put together that I want to make available to anybody. Uh, if if you're wanting to uh, start creating art and, and go in a particular direction with your art career and your art endeavors, then go over to sharpenedartist.com slash goals. And I put together this PDF document. You can print this out or you can keep it on your computer and has resources in there for you. But this will, will help you to, to activate your imagination and start thinking about um, the goals that, that you could be developing in this new year. And you can personalize this and make it uh, particular to you and what you want to do with your art goals. And I hope that's a big help to, to anybody. That's free of charge. No, no charge Great. at all on that. But I spent a lot of time on that, and I, I hope it's helpful. Tell me, what was your very first experience with colored pencil? What made you decide this is it? This is what I want oh, to do. Oh, okay. I saw something online. Um, I don't remember what it was. And I saw that it was in colored pencil, and that was maybe six years ago, something like that, five or six years ago. I saw that, and whatever whatever it was, and it led me over to – I eventually ended up on the page, the Colored Pencil Society of America, and I started seeing all this artwork, and I was like, you are kidding me. They can create realistic work like that with colored pencils. I cannot believe that. I mean, most of the time I, I use graphite as a, as, a, as a kid, as a child. And then I think I colored maps, you know, with colored pencil in school, that kind of thing. But so I bought a book off Amazon. I, I'm sure um, it was uh, the one written, a uh, colored pencil by, uh, I don't remember what the title is now, I'm sorry, but by Cecile Baird. I looked through, I consumed that book just probably the day I got it, and uh, I did a couple of the tutorials in there, and I looked back at those, Lisa. I thought they, I thought I was just so, I, I thought I had just created the most beautiful artwork ever. I thought, man, nobody rendered those tutorials as well as I did probably in that book, and I look <laughs> back at those, they are just horrible. But anyway, I mean, they're, they're, okay. they're okay. I mean, they're, they're good for me at that time, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, um and I encourage people now to do that. You sign it and date it and don't throw it away. Just oh, look absolutely. at it years later. But but anyway, when I found out that Cecile Baird only lives like 30 minutes away from me, I was like, are you kidding me? And then she's a part of the CPSA. And I started finding out she's also um, a member of the local chapter here, too. Uh, you know, this, just, this whole new world opened up to me, and I was like, I can get in contact with some of these people, maybe. Maybe they'll talk to me, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. I, I Then I just started buying up all kinds of, of books and on colored pencil. I started uh, finding resources online. Uh, there's a, you know, a couple of different graphite uh, artists that I found online, started participating in their uh, communities, uh, J.D. Hildeberry, I, I should probably mention, Daryl Tank, a five-pencil method. I mean, all these guys have like specific prescriptive types of art that they do, but they have something that they can offer. And especially for a, a new artist, I mean, it, it was it was something that, that I really needed at that time. And, and 
and I really liked it a lot. It, it helped me quite a bit. It was a big benefit to me. But going through a lot of these books and the, some of the tutorials, I mean, that was a big benefit to me as well. But I still saw that there was this distributed uh, path where you could pick and choose and cherry pick what you wanted and, and that kind of thing. And that, again, and I'm not trying to push this a whole lot, but I, I did want to say this again, that that's the reason why I started down this path of creating the Colored Pencil School is because I wanted to bring some of these things together so that people don't have to go all over it, the, the internet and, and look at all these different places for things, but you can get some comprehensive materials about drawing and take you from you know the first step all the way to uh, the last step in the drawing process, um, especially with regard to colored pencil. Okay, so looking at your, your personal life, you said you were married and I, you have daughters, right? Yes. How old are your daughters. daughters and what are their names? And 15. your wife. <laughs> I want to you know everybody's their, you name. You want their social security like number? Yes, I want their social, their birth date, um, <laughs> mother's maiden name. Uh, um, uh, Tanya is my wife. Dinah and Adeline are my daughters and they're 15 and 12. My lovely wife, um, she would probably want me to say she's 29. But um, <laughs> uh, my mother's maiden name is Nichols and um, <laughs> she actually played in... A couple of movies, few movies, uh, when she was when she was very young, and, and her brothers did too. Every Christmas, um, there's a movie that comes on that my mom is in. Oh, uh, really? The Bells of St. Mary. Yeah, it's kind of funny. What did she play? Was she a major role in that? No, no, no. She was um, uh, she was part of the eighth grade class in that in that movie. Uh, I, that, oh, I think that's Betty Davis, and um, I don't remember the the leading role for the man, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, that just little tidbit there I think is kind of interesting. <laughs> that is. I am so impressed with, in such a short amount of time, how business-minded you have been with the art. Because that's something that so often is missed out where artists are like, I'm going to draw and hopefully I'm going to, you know, this is how I'm going to make my living. But no plan of how to get there. And from the beginning, it sounds like you've really been focused on these are the things I want to get done. This is how I'm going to make this happen. And that's really, I wish more artists would see how important that is in order to make a living as an artist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, I guess I should say. But I started looking around and, and studying artists and, and read about some of the artists, uh, the masters even uh, in, in times past and, and looking at what what all of them did. And I got to tell you, as you probably know, Lisa, the masters of the past, they took advantage of technology. Uh, we know they used camera obscura back before cameras were invented to develop some realistic paintings. Um, we know that artists that were successful, they pushed the limits. They tried to go as far as they could within the culture that they found themselves in. And so, we're in a very exciting time. We live in a very exciting time. We have access to the world's knowledge. And if anyone is, is sleeping right now and not getting that and not understanding that artists and creatives are in the most exciting time, we live in the most vibrant and uh, there's so many opportunities in this particular epoch of time. And if we're not taking advantage of that as an artist, someone else is and another artist will – and we're just going to be left behind. And so I just think it's a, an exciting time to be an artist and, and to be a creative and to take advantage of all these platforms and these free resources and tools that we have access to. I think it's I, – I don't – I just can't imagine doing it any other way. Can you? No, no. I 
absolutely love all of the tools that we have available to us. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems uh, obvious, really, when you start, stop and kind of just think about it. Like, we can why, why can't we so do this? many people you know? now because right. social media alone, what that has done for the yeah. arts is huge. And just a collaboration, too, with mm-hmm. other artists and things like that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And you can get your message out there. You can get your voice out there and see if it resonates with somebody. If it does, you know, then why not try to try to help other people? Well, thank you so, so much for answering all of my random questions. These, this was so interesting because a lot of that stuff, I had no idea. Oh, so, was that right? Really great. Like the psycho- starting off with oh, an interest yeah. in psychology and then honestly, the, the School of Colored Pencil, I actually wasn't sure where you were going with that. This was really oh, great cool. to hear. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and close this, Lisa. If anyone wants to... Uh, find out anything more they can go over and check out the show notes over there at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast and if you would like to continue the discussion anything we talk about here on the podcast is available and we hash it out over there at the colored pencil podcast group on facebook you can reach lisa or me at any time at podcast at sharpenedartist.com and we want to thank you guys again for joining us this week and we will talk to you again next week bye Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Four. Hello, my name is... Oh, was it not? Oh, whatever. It's good. Uh, Go. (laughs) Hello. I needed harder questions. Okay, let me pull up my (laughs) thing because it's on my phone and it keeps trying to close out because people are texting me. (laughs)